You have found the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in college cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Bergeson. Hello, everyone, and a good Monday to you all. This is the final Monday report for the indoor track season. And as I'm going to explain a little bit later, this is going to be the last Monday report for a while. I will have more on that in a bit, but so much to get to. We had NCAA Nationals, Division One, Division Two, and Division Three. Um, didn't have anybody in Division Two. Uh, for Iowans to speak of, so that's a scratch out. But Division Three definitely offered us a lot of history here in Iowa. The Loris College women uh, picked up their first indoor national title. Congratulations to Coach Matt Jones and the Dewhawks for getting it done. Um, very exciting for them. They they won the outdoor championships. North Carolina, that was their first one um, last year, last year in May. They come back to uh, North Carolina, this time to Winston-Salem, and, um, and, they, and they get the job done again. Uh, they uh, easily topped Wisconsin lacrosse by 15 points at the JDL Fast Track on Saturday, and not a big surprise that there was an Iowan leading the way. And she had some help. Cassie Parker of Guttenberg, former uh, Clayton Ridge prep, uh, picked up two national championships. She was helped by her junior teammate, Alyssa Fadenhauer of West Burlington, who um, she won the Open 400 meters and anchored the 4x4. Those two really drove the train for the Dewhawks winning that national championship. So that's very exciting. For Cassie, it um, it is uh, well national championship number number four, three and four for her. Um, she's the reigning cross country champion um, in this in the fall, where she set a set a uh, course record there. And then, um, well, she started off her weekend on Friday by um, winning the five thousand meters. Had a good duel with Ari Marks of Wellesley College. Um, Wellesley's uh, right outside Boston. Um, they had two duels uh, over the weekend, but it was Parker who got the job done over Marks. Um, and it was, <clears throat> um, and it was come, come down to the final 800 meters. Marks uh, briefly took the lead, but then uh, Cassie charged back to win in 16-15-06. That's a new NCAA championship record for Division Three, And um, she beat Marks by just over four seconds. The previous championship mark was 16-28-15. That, um, and then Parker came back. And an hour later, and anchored uh, the Dewhawks um, distance medley to a real good battle with uh, American Rivers Conference rival Wartburg. This was a great uh, battle here uh, between these two teams. Wartburg's uh, Ellie Meyer, Taylor Olson, and Carson McSorley. They gave uh, anchor Aubrey Fisher the lead going into the final mile, and um, Loris was was way back in 10th place um, after their first legs by uh, Ellie Osterberger and Merrill Green. But Fadenhauer, who's 
mostly uh, you know a sprinter 400 meters uh that sort of thing showed her versatility by running a 20947 split in the 800 to bring Loris all the way back to third place and that set up the duel between Fisher and Parker they've had several duels in their career and this time it was Fisher who had the fresh legs not having run yet um, on the weekend. She uh, held on for the win in 11.41.85, so Wartburg um, did get a national championship there um, in that medley. But it was a great race, an exciting one. Parker was a half a second back. Um, but uh, but that really signaled, even for Loris, which came in with the 10th tenth, tenth best time in Division Three coming in. So that really signaled that uh, this could be a really special weekend for them to qualify 10th, move all the way up to runner-up. That was uh, fantastic there. So that's kind of how that went. I want to mention who these... Uh, runners are and where they're from. Uh, Warburg's Ellie Myers, freshman from Iowa Falls. She's had a, a fantastic season. Taylor Olson's former Des Moines Hoover prep, and she's a junior. And then uh, Carson McSorley is from New London, a, a junior. And um, their anchor, uh, Miss Fisher, as I talked about, <laughs> Aubrey, she is a former AGWSR of Ackley prep. So, um, so that's their lineup. And then uh, Parker's group, uh, Osterberger is a junior from Dubuque. And then Green is, um, is from uh, Merrill Green is a junior from Iowa City. She ran the 400 legs. So that was an exciting way to finish off the Friday night. Um, Loris uh, came in ranked number two in the nation. Um, and uh, that was, they were uh, behind lacrosse coming in, uh, nationally ranked. Um, but um, by the time Parker had gotten to the 3,000 final, um, they were all knotted up at, at 39, 39. It was tied. And knowing that um, Loris had had the their, their big anchor uh, on the 3,000, um, that was looking good for them. And um, certainly Cassie delivered there. It was a slow pace at the, at the start of the 3,000. And then when it ramped up, Marks of um, Wellesley um, was one of the people who tried to make a move. St. Benedict's Fiona Smith also tried to as well. But Parker, and I, and I talked about this on, uh, on Twitter, I just said, you know, that was just a stud effort by, by Cassie Parker. She just she held everybody off um, pretty easily to win a 943-81, and that sealed at least a share of the team title um, because uh, lacrosse had to win the 4x4. They did have a relay uh, in there in the 4x4, but uh, Loris also had a 4x4. That was the problem. Um, so Parker wins that 3,000. That's uh, title number four for her. So she, um, she like I said, was the national champion um, in cross country, and she also won Loris's first national championship in the 10,000 meters way back in 2019 in the outdoor season. So that's kind of her background there. So uh, three titles um, uh, this um, this academic year for Cassie. Um, she was on my podcast last summer and talked about how she really wanted to win some national titles. Really. Um, set some uh, historic marks, and she has done that um, this season for sure. 
Um, so it came down to that four by four, and um, and it was Loris that uh, put the icing on the cake there, winning that four by four, three forty six forty five. They held off Sunny Geneseo, a New York school, by one point one eight seconds. And ran their fifth best time in Division Three history. Uh, their athletes were Stevie Lamb, a, a former Dubuque senior athlete, Elena Bale, a senior, former Western Dubuque prep, and then uh, Marion Edwards, who was a senior, and she's from the Chicago area, and Fadenhauer anchored that one. So, um, uh, Loris really did well when you look at it. They had 10 entries at Nationals. And they scored in seven of those events. Um, I, I talked about Fadenauer won the 400 meters. She won by 0.02 of a second over Concordia's Kayla Armstrong. That was a thrilling uh, finish there in the 400 uh, title. And Loris also got a huge uh, effort uh, from uh, Grace Alley, the junior. Um, she um, placed third in the triple jump. Um, with a with a leap of 12.03 meters, um, so that was uh, huge for them. Um, and then sixth also in the pentathlon, so big points there from Alley. And then Edwards was also seventh in the 60 final. So that's how Laura scored their points. Like I said, 59 to 45, they topped uh, Wisconsin Lacrosse to uh, flip flop those. Uh, rankings and uh, like I said congratulations to Matt Jones and his coaching staff for that uh, tremendous and he's a Loris grad from 2005 so this has got to be a thrill for him to not only win the outdoors from last year now the indoors they've they're, they're really on a roll and this was Loris's first appearance at the indoor nationals uh, as a team in three years. They hadn't been there since 2019 because the 2020 event got canceled. They didn't qualify last year, um, so uh, I think I, as I remember, only Cassie made it. So, um, so they never were really in it. So as a team, so that's that's how that went for them. Uh, Wartburg did have a good finish. Um, their women finished sixth nationally. Um, mentioned the distance medley relay. That was how they got a big 10 points. <clears throat> they also got um, uh, a high jump from Brea Christ Christopher, a sophomore there. They got uh, eight points there from Brea Christopher and then a fourth from Jackie Ganshirt in uh, 400 meters. Um, and just missing points was Riley Meyer. Uh, former Fort Dodge St. Edmund prep. She just missed all, um, first team All-American honors after placing ninth in the 5,000 in 17-11. And then Fisher uh, came back, also ran the 3,000 meters, and she um, was 13th in 10.01.15. Aubrey was. Um, and there were some other national champions here. University of Dubuque had one, and Caitlin Wilder. Um, she won the weight throw. She's a sophomore from Dunkerton. I'm getting a little bit out there, as I know this is a distance running podcast, but, you know, I want to uh, point out some national champions. This is quite an honor here. Um, they also had um, Carolyn Ferguson. Her teammate was sixth in that weight throw as well. Um, that throw by Wilder was 19.28 uh, meters in that weight throw. Bina Vista also had Rebecca Simpson, All-American in seventh in that weight throw. 
Ferguson of Dubuque also placed in the shot put the next day in that event as well. The men's team battle was was really tight, um, a little a bit more tight than the women's battle. It came down to Wisconsin Eau Claire, number five ranked, uh, Williams, number four, number three Loris, and then a, a team that was not even expected to do well at all to contend was Washington U out of St. Louis. And it ended up being Eau Claire and Washington tying for the team title with 35 points. There was a lot of controversy with that final 4 by 4 if you were watching on the NCAA uh, feed. It was quite a drama whether the 4 by 4 was going to get, um, was going to, uh, to get DQ'd there. But uh, when the dust had settled quite a bit longer a while ago, uh, it was Eau Claire and, um, and Washington U tied for the team title with 35, and then Williams ended up with 32, and Loris. Well, they get on the podium uh, with the top five teams. They finished fourth with 30 points, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a disappointment. I, I know for one guy, and that's uh, Mike Jasa, um, their senior um, they probably were thinking, oh boy, that was so close. We were so close to getting there. I mean, um, I mean, they're bringing, uh, they're bringing home, a, bringing home a trophy from nationals for the first time since 89. Um, so that's an accomplishment, but to get so close to, um, winning that team national championship, you gotta think, boy, you know, what could we have done differently? But one guy who did get the job done was senior Ryan Rogers. Um, he um, claimed the first uh, prog- uh, program's first heptathlon national championship. He scored a school record 54-84 points. He's a former Dubuque Wallard prep, so that was nice. Uh, great effort by him, Ryan, in that heptathlon. Loris's distance medley relay also uh, did very well, running the second best time in team history um, to, to finish third place in that event, 956-89. Felt like that's about as good as they could have really done there in that event uh, when you consider yeah, number two time in team history. But it was Wyatt Kelly who ran the opening 1,200, junior Nate Seeloff in the 400, and then it was junior Carter Oberfell in the 800, and then freshman Ryan Harvey in the mile. And... Um, Kelly's a former Hudson prep, and he's a senior, and then Oberfell is a former Dubuque Wallert prep. Um, and it was Harvey um, who also really had a good battle there in the mile. It was as tight as expected in this mile. Christopher Collett uh, of Warburg uh, and Harvey have done some battling uh, this year during the indoor season, and it was a great finish as well. Williams's Ryan Aiden took the victory in 405.60, but it was Collett who was uh, third in 407.06. That was the best um, finish by Warburg, surprisingly, of the uh, weekend. I'll get into more of that. Why? But uh, Collett, Illinois native, third, 407.06, and then um, it was Harvey in fourth, right behind him, 407.24. I believe there was six or seven runners that uh, all broke 408 in that um, in that uh, race, so it was very close there. 
and I mentioned uh, Mike Jasa. Um, he was in the 800 meter title. Um, it, um, you know, he knew that uh, to get Loris over the top, he needed to uh, win the national championship, and, th and that's tough when you have that pressure on you. He ran a good race for. Uh, a good long time, looked like he was in position, in great place, uh, great position in second place, but uh, just didn't finish well as he needed to the final 200 meters. MIT's Ryan Wilson won it in 150.92, and Jason ends up running 152.78. And um, the former Cedar Rapids Prairie Prep was the reigning 800 outdoor champion. So, um, you know, he... Like I said, um, definitely had that look of disappointment on his face. And, and he put on Instagram, I, and then I noticed him laying on the ground and um, his face down and saying, you got to get back up. Um, and, and, um, and he's right, you know, that's, uh, that's tough. But um, it's a tough pill to swallow when you lose a national championship race that you came in uh, with the best time, uh, the best, best qualifying time coming in. Um, Jason did run on the um, on their anchor leg for their four by four relay that included Josh Smith, Ted Cruz, and Oberfell that finished fifth place in three seventeen seventy seven. So again, you know there was a chance there for Loris also, uh, you know, to gain more points there um, as well. So it wasn't just on Jason's shoulders in the eight hundred. I don't want to imply that at all. There there was uh, other places where Loris definitely could have gotten um, some more points, but it was going to be tight. It was, it, it was going to be tight all the way, and that's uh, definitely the way it came out. Wartburg, um, they came in, well, it was, you know, like I said, Loris was coming in number three ranked. Wartburg came in second ranked um nationally uh, but they were a 17th in the team race it kind of went the way cross country um uh, nationals did um just didn't go well and uh, a big part of it was their star senior Dallas Wright suffered an apparent injury um senior from Carlisle qualified for the finals of the 200 and 400 but he had to pull out of both of those after he finished 8th in the 60 hurdles finals in 9.27 seconds so it looks like that's where he injured himself in that 60 hurdles final. So that uh, that really took a lot of the sting out of, out of Wartburg's chances. Um, his teammate Dayton Love, who's a former Waterloo West prep and a freshman, he was fourth in that um, 60 hurdles finals in 8.06 seconds to get um, Wartburg's second best performance of the meet behind Christopher Collett. Um, Joe Freeberger, the Knights senior, um, who's a former Western Dubuque prep, uh, calls Holy Cross home. He was eighth in the 5,000 final in 1424, so he gets another first-team All-American honors. That's uh, tremendous for him. The 3,000 didn't go as well for Joe. Um, he was um, well back in that race, unfortunately. Um, Central College, um, they picked up. A, a couple of uh, All-American, well, uh, th yeah, three All-American honors here. 
their distance medley. We'll lead off with them since this is a running show, distance running show. Junior Adam Sylvia, senior Carter Tryon, uh, who's from Winterset. Sophomore Joe Noah Jorgensen, who's from Sydney. And senior Will DeHaan, who is from uh, DeWitt, Central DeWitt. So three of the four Iowans. Uh, they finished eighth in that distance medley on Friday in 10.01.83. They also got um, a fourth place from Brock Lewis, who's a senior in the long jump. Um, so that's good. Um, if he jumped 23.10. And then they also had Sam Beatty, who is uh, Mount Pleasant, uh, is his hometown. He's a junior for the Dutch. He was All-American uh, he tied for eighth in the high jump after clearing six, six and three fourths. Um, and then to, to round out to division threes, we also had Jojo Frost of Dubuque, who's a junior. He finished third in the 400 meter final in 48.86, and he also anchored the Spartans' seventh place four by four relay. Frost, he is a former center point Urbana prep. So you know that Loris did something special by knocking out the Division Ones uh, off the top of the show, but that's exactly what the Dewhawks did uh, because it was still an impressive performance. Uh, Genoa McIver, I've mentioned uh, this young freshman uh, all season long. He's from California, Big Ten champion in the 600 meters, helped the Hawkeyes to the Big Ten team championship. They've won only two uh, titles at the Big Tens. Well, they don't have the 600 meters at Indoor Nationals, so he had to go down to the 400 meters, and he still ends up taking runner-up honors in that uh, in that division at Birmingham, Alabama on Saturday. McIver, well, won his first first-team All-American honors, one of many. I'm I'm guessing <laughs> many to come here after running 45.65 seconds in the 400. Um, so an impressive uh, uh, indoor season for McIver, looking for a lot of great things out of him. But he wasn't the only Hawkeye who did really well. The 400 has become Iowa's uh, staple uh, race for the indoor season, along with the 600. Um, but but uh, he was joined by freshman Chadrick Richards, who was sixth in the 400 final in 46.26. And then junior Wayne Lawrence Jr. was seventh in the final in 46.50. Um, and for Lawrence, uh, this is his fifth All-American honor of his career. And uh, for Richards and McIver, it's obviously their first. Um, they, uh, the Hawkeyes had a lot of high hopes for the 4x4, four four, but um, uh, Richards um, had a tough time coming back on, on short rest and uh, struggled in that 4x4 uh, four four leg. So they were out of it in that 4x4, four four, unfortunately. Um, but, wow, what a season for the Hawkeyes, uh, winning the Big Ten, of course. That's always, uh, I, I guess, one of the... <laughs> One of the big goals, of course, for uh, Coach Joey Woody. And on the women's side, it was exciting to see that Mallory King, my guest, last month on the show, I talked to her before uh, the Big Ten Championships. We both thought it might be her last uh, meet as a Hawkeye. It was not. Uh, the Hawkeyes qualified in the 4x4 relay. 
and they ended up um, becoming All-Americans in eighth place in that uh, relay um, late on Saturday. It was very late in the night, but it was worth um, watching. Definitely, they ran 335.03, like I said. um, And and for Iowa, this is... uh, New territory for the women's team. They've never had an All-American relay in the 4x4. She was joined by junior Mariel Bruxfort, uh, freshman Tessa Roberts, and junior Peyton Wenzel. Wenzel's a former Linmar of Marion Prep. And King, um, as many of you know who have listened to this podcast, former Davenport Assumption Prep, she was a part of four team championships with the Knights during her career, and Joy Woody had this to say about it, that 4x4. I'm so proud of all these women. This is a very fitting way for Mallory to go out after a great career as a Hawkeye. She's meant so much to this team. I'm so happy to see her go out as an All-American, and so am I after uh, interviewing her for this show. Uh, Hawkeyes also got a little bit done in the weight throw. Iowa senior Tyler Lenau. Uh, earned All-American honors there, throwing 22.08 meters uh, to place eighth in that one. And he's from Jessup. So the Hawkeyes, with the 4x4 not scoring, uh, were, were farther back than expected. They were tied for 18th in the team race with 14 points. They also had several runners uh, uh, just miss uh, qualifying for finals, too. So they had some near misses as well. But... Still a great season for the Hawkeyes. And what a great season for Isaac Baston of Drake University. The sophomore All-American now for the second time in his career. He ran a gutsy race in the men's uh, uh, mile final, uh, placing fifth uh, <laughs> on that uh, brown and yellow track in Birmingham. Um, he was, if you watch the race, he was in, in back pretty much the whole way. You're like, okay, Isaac, when are you going to make your move? Well, he was very patient. He waited, waited, kind of picked guys off on that final lap, started moving guy, moving past guys who were tiring, um, just kind of worked his way up. And boy, he was just giving it everything he had, um, just grimacing all the way, but it was just, a, just a great gutsy effort. And he wasn't that far from winning the national title here. Ran 407.72 after qualifying with the third best time on Friday, running 357.25 in Heat 1. So um, um, he wasn't that far behind um, that winning time by Mario Garcia Romo, who was uh, the winner in 407.54. So it was really tight at the end. Um, Isaac just missed it. and I, and I looked at this. It was uh, six runners who broke 408 in that race. It was it was it was a, it was a very tactical race. Um, not not like the prelims um, were. Um, I'm not sure if it was just pure tactics or whether the the guys um, didn't have quite the legs from the night before. But it, they it just wasn't quick. Uh, it wasn't nearly as quick. But uh, for Baston, he was uh, All-American uh, and the outdoor championships in Eugene uh, yeah, back in June when he faced when he placed 12th in the 1500 meters. 
So he's putting out a very good career so far. Um, and I love that he, <laughs> that he runs with a bandana. You can always spot him. Um, he's ready to like Kung Fu fighting out there. I, I like the bandana. So that's, that's pretty cool. So, um, great running by him. Unfortunately, his teammate, Adam Fogg, who was fourth at this event a year ago at Indoor Nationals, he had to settle for second team All-American honors after he did not make it out of Heat 1 to the finals. He was seventh in 401.85. Um, looked like he just knew that he wasn't going to have it and, and he wasn't going to qualify for the finals. Um, so a uh, tough way to, for him to finish. He was, of course, the, the Valley champion this year in the mile. Um, in Chicago just a couple weeks ago, Iowa State. I will not have um, Abby Caldwell on the show. Um, Abby is just getting back from a vacation in Mexico. Couldn't squeeze it in, so I'll be um, I'll be talking to Abby here on the show. Oh, probably after the uh, Iowa State's first outdoor meet, we'll get her thoughts on nationals. But the distance medley really um, it was a pretty good effort there. They came in with the 11th best qualifying time and. Um, and they um, definitely um, did well, finishing six. They easily beat their um, seed time, finishing 9.28.62. It's kind of an odd race because junior Jason Gomez did not uh, did not have a good leg. Um, the last 200 meters just really, uh, the uh, he, he dropped anchor, and, and unfortunately, uh, after looking so good, he was in second place at one time, and then and then just things fell apart there on that 1,200 leg. Um, put the team and senior Frank Hayes in a tough spot in 11th place going to that 400. And um, he and uh, 800 runner Alex LeMong, who's a senior as well, they moved up one spot to 10th, so it came down to Nehemia 2, the junior anchoring this mile to try to catch up and and for some reason the lead pack really slowed it down it was like the mile final they they just really backed off uh and allowed um the other teams to catch up so it was back to the it was back to this pack of, of teams here but then um but then the pace quickened pretty quickly and it went down to five teams um, battling there toward the end, and two is the leader in that second, in that chase group, if you will. And he ends up, uh, like I said, uh, running them to sixth place for the Cyclones. And that's the uh, first team um, All-American honors for Iowa State. Um, the winning team, by the way, was Texas, the Big 12 champions. They also uh, won the team championship. Um, they won the the medley in 925-20, and they and they took the team race as well. So the Big 12 representing there. That was um, exciting for the Longhorns. They definitely deserved it. But for Iowa State, um, Frank Hayes is now a three-time All-American in his career. And that's his first as a uh, Cyclone, so that's great uh, for him. Gomez got his second first-team All-American honor um, and third overall um, as a Cyclone. Uh, and Lamong and Two were both members of the team that ran the DMR last season when they were second-team All-Americans. So for them, um, they, they've got to be happy. They moved up 
uh, to first team All-American. For Lamong, it's a third All-American distinction as a Cyclone. So the medley went well, and then Wesley Kiptu, uh, uh, I guess you could say that he wanted to repeat his national championship um, following up from last year's victory, but it wasn't to be as he's known to do. He came out fast. He made it an honest pace at the beginning, ran uh, 201 um, for the opening 800. Um, to try to uh, knock off any possible contenders, but um, it, it it just uh, didn't happen once um, once he was passed. Um, uh, it was uh, Adrian Wiltschett, uh, Wil- Wiltschett, um he's South African, um, the uh, Florida State runner. Once he passed him um, uh, after about a mile, uh, Wesley just. Uh, just started to fall back and 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 it wasn't happening for him so so now it's official Wesley has gone exactly a year without a national championship uh, for Iowa State so um um it just hasn't been the best of academic seasons for him he's he's run some great times of course but um um it just hasn't produced the way it has in the past so he ended up uh, 12th in that um 5000 final running 1341.71 um and it was northern arizona sophomore abdehamed nur who did the double you know he opened up winning the 5000 in 1319 and then came back the next day in the 3000 to win that in 75988 and uh, Kipto came back in that 3,000, and he finished 13th in 8:05.53. 53 um, So for, for Wesley, um, yeah, he, um, yeah, he was um, unable to really get a whole lot of momentum there. So uh, for him, it's going to be um, two second-team All-American honors for him, 12th and 13th. Not what he was looking for, certainly, when um, this indoor season began. So for Division One, you'd have to say that McIver's performance was outstanding, looking for more great things out of him in the future. And certainly Isaac Baston with a great performance there. He and Adam Fogg, a tremendous indoor season, uh, tremendous season again. And uh, real credit goes out to Blake Bolden and his coaching staff for really getting the most out of them. So that's it for indoor season. I I, I do see Iowa State's at uh, at uh, Arizona this weekend for their outdoor meet, but I'm going to shift now to triathlon, where Sarasota and Bradenton was the site for the America's Triathlon Cup. It's the Super Cup, and it was held in really chilly conditions in Florida. In fact, it was it had to be postponed from Saturday to Sunday because it was so, so windy and cold. And um, But we had three Iowans who were competing there among the men's pros. It was former Johnston High and Iowa Central Community College runner Tyson Wheeland, who was 38th among the men, 32.53. It's kind of an odd distance, but um, that's uh, what they uh, were racing. That's why it was uh, called a, a Super Cup there. And um, But it was... Mark Fairley, who is from Dubuque, 
former Central College athlete. A lot of uh, D3 fans will know him. Um, he's now a, a triathlete. He was 43rd in that race in 33.58. And then uh, Ian Hoover Grind, uh, he was uh, a Cedar Rapids native um, and who ran for Coe College. He was 45th in 34.28. And uh, Ian is... He's now living in Florida now. I know for sure he is, because that's what it says on his Instagram account. So, winning time was 29.14.1. And actually, they, uh, both Fairley and um, Hoover Grind, were both um, competing for the second straight week down in Florida. They were at the Claremont uh, Draft Legal Elite Super Cup race. On March 5th, Fairley was 11th in the men's pro field uh, on that day. He had a time of 28.45.6, which is 134 behind winner Daniel Dixon of Great Britain. And then Hoover Grand was 19th in 30.06. Um, and then the next day, Fairley competed as well in the uh, Claremont draft legal national triathlon development race that was on sunday and um, he did that sprint event which was uh, basically about double the distance there in 59:25, and the winning time there was 56 51 so that's how the triathlon shook out there um sarasota bradenton claremont um triathlon season is back so that's pretty exciting as we get ready for iron man coming to des moines uh later this year uh road racing uh, a couple results here to of note the corridor running shamrock shuffle was held on saturday and it was nathan hop who has uh, switched teams he's gone to the running wild elite team out of davenport uh, he was the winner in the 6.34-kilometer race. Um, he ran 21.44 for that uh, distance. If you're wondering what pace that is, because who runs 6.34 kilometers? Um, that's 5.31 pace per mile. So uh, Nate, who is 39 years old, he's living in Cedar Rapids now. He was a winner by a minute and one second. And then at the Cassie uh, St. Patrick's Day race in Davenport on Saturday, it was two running wild elite athletes who were the men's and women's winners. It was Tanner Osing, um, who won 15.59 um, in that 5K race. He won by 143, pretty easy victory for him. And then Casey Zelinski was the women's winner in 1936. So that's your lot for this week in Iowa results for distance running and triathlons. As I mentioned at the top, this is going to be my last results podcast that I put out on Monday night and early Tuesday morning. Um, the reason for this is uh, because uh, the listenership for this podcast has, dramatic, has gone down dramatically. Um, I was really happy with the numbers in December and January, and then for some reason... Um, just about a month ago, it, it, it's all gone down uh, very much dramatically. Um, my listenership has gone down by about half. And i um, very confused about why it's gone down since about late January. 
and um, so it's a bit frustrating for me certainly to do that but I also um, know that um, uh, I, I I still want to do this podcast I want I, the main reason I wanted to, to get it started was to do full-length interviews um, with athletes and coaches that will continue I will still continue to keep doing that but it's just the results show I'm just going to take a break from it. Um, maybe I'll come back in the summer when things have quieted down from outdoor track and field. It seems to be a logical um, starting up point again, but I'm not going to make any guarantees here. Um, but um, but it is basically because of um, the listenership and um, feeling like um, the effort that I'm putting in. It's a lot of effort to put this in together. And I'm going to be devoting that toward my 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 blog, which appears on the Des Moines Register, and my blog uh, does and still gets um, better uh, readings. Um, it gets more uh, hits, if you will, uh, from readership than the podcast does. Um, so, um, so I'm going to be devoting going back toward my blog for the results so that's how you're going to be able to find it during the outdoor season maybe beyond that but that's all I can promise um, I'm still doing interviews in fact I've got one set up um, with two-time uh, NJCAA indoor national championship coach uh, Doug Marshall that's going to be we're going to be recording that um, sometime in the next few days um, be talking to Doug here um, about uh, how he's turned that program around, uh, got the Reavers women's team and men's team, which finished third nationally, how they've been able to build that program. So that's coming up. So we have that uh, podcast to look forward to. But but that's kind of the, what's on the horizon here. Um, you can look for all the results that I've been putting here on my blog at DesMoinesRegister.com. Uh, it's a a fantastic website. They do a great job of promoting my blog, and um, and like I said, it gets uh, it gets a lot of uh, a lot of hits there. So it's just a little bit of a pivot for me <laughs> away from the podcast and um, going toward um, going toward the blog, and and uh, maybe uh, maybe the podcast will come back again. Uh, the results podcast will. But uh, the interviews will not, and I'm definitely bringing back uh, Abby Caldwell in the spring when I uh, talked to her um, last summer about being uh, the regular correspondent for the Iowa State program. I committed to this for at least a year with her, and so I'm going to keep honoring that commitment, keep continue to interview Abby as well. So this podcast is not going anywhere. It's still going to exist. It's just going to be a little bit of a a little bit thinner, if you will. <laughs> a little less meat on the bone, if you will. So um, hope you have a great week here as we transition to outdoors. Enjoy all the running and the great weather coming out there. And until later, happy running, everyone.